0: hey everybody and welcome back to college football uncensored i'm your host tyler huck and with me is the other host chris Marlowe. Oh, chris wow.
1: you know first off we just spent the last 23 minutes trying to just procrastinate and find stuff that you didn't prepare for and you're gonna call me the other host
0: well, you know, if you were hosting the show like I was, then you could do the same.
1: Um, okay, that's
0: the answer my question. Go um, find us on Twitter, at CFB underscore uncensored. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you will, go subscribe so every new episode shows up on your phone.
1: Um, you real quick, ever have
0: ever you ever seen ever. our new followers that we got on, on Twitter? Well, I've seen a few come through over the weekend, yes.
1: Got some uh, Cal interesting football. Characters. Yep. Um, Shout out Mike Farrell. Um, Shane Beamer. What's up, Shane? No big deal. Um, And I think probably a couple bots. There were a couple bots because somebody was responding with, um, I don't think it was Russian, but it it wasn't from around here, Tyler. Almost everything they were saying. I had no idea what they were saying, man. I was just trying to get answers about the draft. If you don't have a twang to your voice, I don't want you as a follower. All right. No. You got a bunch of Ks and Zs in your name. And you don't know what the forward pass is. We got, we got a fucking problem, Sergey. I, this sounds I, we're going to get in trouble. If
0: you've never owned a Ford F-150,
1: or at least something We should just <laughs> make this like a very exclusive podcast <laughs> yeah. but with like the worst standards imaginable. That's basically what a fucking Elks Lodge is. Have you ever go to Elks Lodge? Not now, but like have you ever been to an Elks Lodge? Uh, I've, I've viewed one from afar. I was afraid to go. I there. did stand up in one one time and it's like any <laughs> bar that has carpet is not a place I want to be. But like, yeah, I just have never seen so many people with like fucking forearm mermaid tattoos. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just anyway, was that the belly button, the, the sun
0: around the belly button?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> if you love Sugar Ray, you're going to love this tattoo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh anyways it was a great week the draft was fun as hell that's what we want to talk the about worst
1: week ever but yeah go ahead
0: well for normal folk you know that just enjoy <laughs> watching the nfl draft you know we can get into some personal problems if you'd like but let's talk about the draft first because
1: yeah. i thought it was, it was fun. a two-part I, episode i'm gonna vent later um and i'm gonna do this there's, there's gonna be some like rhythmic dance just that's how i express myself um but you said it was enjoyable to watch and i'm going to cut you off but like flat out let me ask you this question did you did you enjoy watching the draft uh
0: i think it was only because it wasn't last year's draft
1: yeah that's fair
0: because last year not only did you have the uh what you've quoted as poverty porn
1: poverty porn yeah uh the adversity porn the sad
0: theme it's like you know, we were already sad because last year, the pandemic, we were we were like two months into being quarantined. So like yeah. we were already all pretty fucking sad about it. And then they just every single prospect. They,
1: they made graphics some... for it. Yeah. It was like, like they mentioned it offhand. Like, oh, you know what? By the way, speaking of Trayvon Diggs, it was like <laughs> they spent time putting that into a graphics like six, one, two, ten runs a four, four. Also, parents are crackheads. Yep. Cool. It's like,
0: you thought you were sad because of the (laughs) pandemic. Here's a shot of Vegas where there's no one there.
1: That was pretty tough, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland honestly surprised me this weekend.
0: Cleveland, uh, total opposite of that. So Did not look
1: like a trash heap.
0: (laughs) So, um, no, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, it was good to see people actually come out. Mac Jones got the power walk. Uh, (laughs) My man. man was on a
1: mission. You know, he. I've I've been there before. When when you got to go into Publix because you you're on the way home and you're trying to get like a nightcap and you got to tinkle a little bit, so you got to go into yep. the back. I've I've been there. Is that that's relatable, right? Yeah, you had like
0: 15 bagel bites watching uh, the 4 p.m. <laughs> game on a Sunday, and uh, things are starting to hit quickly. Yeah, so you, we got to go.
1: You got to go. So two minute drill. Um, first off, and we're gonna talk about those memes here in a minute because I, one of the funniest things i I think I've seen all year was somebody. Tweeted about how it was, um, and I, I should have brought up his name because I want to RJ Young this entire uh, segment here. But like somebody brought up, it looked like he was about to walk in to a meeting with the Sharks and ask for a hundred thousand dollars and ten percent stake in their company, and I fucking lost it. <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. That's that's
0: very good. Um, yeah, but the draft was good. You know, I, I there was things I liked about it. There was thing. I mean, Roger Goodell, you just can't get worse than that guy. I mean, we we talked to Mark Emmert last week. Roger Goodell, did, did, did he think that people honestly wanted to sit in the chair that he sat in last year? I yes, mean,
1: he cause... did. He flat, he flat out did. He's the <laughs> same person that last year, when you, you brought up, they were like, last year's draft was kind of weird, because like it was like, you know, like we can't do what we're normally going to do. And it's supposed to be in Vegas. And you yep. think about the meeting. Like, really think about this. Close your eyes and think about having the meeting with Mr. Personality, Roger Goodell, who you have to appease because he's your fucking boss and, like, runs the world. At some point in that meeting, he's like, you know what we could do? What if we did it in my basement? <laughs> like, it's a fucking fantasy football draft or, like, a sleepover when you're 11 years old. Like, no, Roger, I'll we want to go to your basement. I'll wear a quarter zip, and we'll just do
0: this thing. Love a good quarter zip. I do, too. Don't get me wrong. But, I, you know, to then transport the chair and be like, you know what? I think these people are going to want to sit in my throne that I was in last year. Yeah. And uh, it was just a little know. weird. And like every single person didn't know what to do when he came by and he's like, hey, man. And they'd like awkwardly stand up and like shake his hand, like Should I back down. Should I
1: walk up there with you? Like half of them were up there with him. Like, Dude. So this is one of my favorite things from the entire weekend was because he, he's like a mixture. I've, I've determined he's a mixture between that nerdy guy from the movie Role Models. who was like <laughs> talking about wings all the time. He's like love take the down to that. That guy and McLovin. Like, he's not as cool as McLovin, but he's, like, as awkward. Like, it's, like, like, like he, I don't think he has, like, a, like, I don't think he gets nervous in social settings. I think that he just responds well after the appropriate time. So, he just says stuff. You're, like, what are you doing right now? And I've, <laughs> I've rarely seen more high-five turned handholds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, Like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it was, oh, man. Carpools so all day.
0: before we were remiss to not point out that uh, before it even got started we were introed into the draft with the sooth- soothing sounds of kings of leon which why did everyone
1: hate that they still fucking got it i'm gonna no, no. i get fired up
0: no i love kings of leon i've seen them live they're fantastic but yeah i felt like <laughs> so i watched choice. it and i and i was like that guy kind of looks like I, we didn't have the sound on i was like that guy kind of looks like the guy from Kings of Leon, but if he was like 15 years older than the last time I saw... Oh, wait, it probably has been about 15 years. And that is Kings of Leon.
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: He looks like He's in rough shape. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, I love Kings of Leon, man. They're they're a fantastic band. I didn't know that they were still making music, but apparently they're making like
1: NFTs for their music now. Okay, we're not even going to get started on that. but I <laughs> So I heard it like in the background when I was like like making like some graphics or like that. And around. I was like... <laughs> um so but they had like i heard one of their songs in the background and i was like this is a really like it it wasn't like from like that that first album is that what was that what was that album where manhattan revelry sex on fire that's a really good fucking album. Great album. um and i didn't think that like they're not creed i didn't know why we just all of a sudden started hating them and i was like oh I, i think that's kings of leon and like as soon as i said that like floodgates open on social media. People were like, this fucking sucks. Who got, who got Kings of Leon? Like it was like Jason Mraz singing like the national anthem at the fucking holiday bowl. Um, I just didn't get it. And so then Alvin Camaro was talking shit about it on Twitter. He's like, man, these, these boys are trash. I was like, what? And then, so then they like, uh, they weren't there the next night. And I'm sure they weren't going to play like, you know, a three day like stint over there in Cleveland for the draft that's a nightmare like entertainment scenario, but what they ended up selling on the next night was not better. It, it was just like shitty wedding bands that were playing that should have been like, at like a dive bar or like a Buffalo wild wing. And they're like, you know what? We'll do the draft this week. What? It's a band fronted by PFT commoner. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they played, it, it was literally, it was like, if like a white person turned into a jukebox, I mean, I didn't hear Mr. Brightside, but they played Sweet Caroline repeatedly. A lot of William Joel. Um,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just William weird. Joel.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know when
0: Golik's trying to like get into it, that it's you're just playing the type of music that Mike Golik would probably listen to. Um, so, yeah, that was a little weird. I mean, I guess you got to – I was talking to this with my buddies. Like, do you think it would be fun to go to a draft? I think the one in Vegas would have been fun. But, like, yeah, if you're in Vegas, Cleveland – like, the Nashville one looked awesome a couple of years yeah. ago.
1: But, like, do you think it would be fun to go to a draft, like if it was in Cleveland? So, I wouldn't go to Cleveland, and that's, like, something I was wondering about, too, because it's, like, I, I, I definitely wouldn't drive or fly, I guess. I don't, I don't know how adults work, um, to Cleveland just for this. But, like, I'm not big in the NFL. It, it, like, yeah. it, it's, it never ceases to amaze me how big into the NFL NFL fans are, because I, I don't really get it strictly from the standpoint of, okay, you can lose a game. And then you could lose another and maybe three or four more and still get into the playoffs and your season's not over. I don't operate that well um, in like with like hope and optimism like that. So that's not for me. But I, I, like it has to be asked, like, I don't know if the NFL was just supplying. I, I imagine they were like, we have to get a fan, like a little small contingent of every fan base, right? There's zero doubt in my mind that they were supplying some sort of uppers to these people because nobody gets that fucking excited about the Detroit Lions in the I mean, month of April. My man that they kept showing was definitely <laughs> excited about the Lions. <laughs> he only had one thing to say. We're here and we're going to do this Detroit. He said the, he was wearing the same thing and said the same exact thing over and over three days in a row. And they kept finding him. I.
0: So, I think what I can't stand about NFL fans for the most part is, like, you know, you got these, like, in college, a lot of times the ones that are going way over the top are, like, these college kids. And it's, like, hey, it's fun, you know? But, like, so, if that guy wears that whole getup, he paints his face, all that kind of stuff on a Sunday. Right. I just envision him going back home after the game. And, of course, it's the Lions, so they've likely lost. And (laughs) it's, like, that meme from uh, the Joker where he's, like... Like yeah, the face yourself, on. Like I gotta take this shit off and go to my accounting job tomorrow. Like,
1: there's no way that guy was an accountant. First off, and second <laughs> off, that's a. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you gotta make yourself feel alive somehow in Detroit because, I mean, I imagine losing 15 games a year and then walking out of the stadium and finding at least one hubcap stolen off your car, um, which is the only thing I know about Detroit. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, it was, but it's weird because it's like they they really are passionate about it and they really get into it. Um, but it is grown men. And, I, and I'm just before we get into like actual stuff we should talk about. I always wonder, like people like that, you know, that there's like stuff in the world that, like they don't like, like stuff that's probably like beneath them. They're like, no, that's not for me. I, hate I would love to see. Yeah. Like, I just want to be there in the moment when that person's like, you know what? Not a John Grisham fan. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Frank the fucking Detroit Lions, <laughs> sir. It's our year, dude. It's our year. You ever heard of Jared Goff? Because... Do they know also they can change color schemes? And, like, the Browns and the Lions, that is seemingly two depressing cities with, like...
0: They just never change their jerseys or color schemes? The the
1: Browns, like, whoever came up with orange and brown, it had to have been a joke. Uh, Like, I don't... Why would you do that to yourself? You know what? I fucking love
0: Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, so why don't we just make the team look exactly like the, the wrapper of my favorite chocolate bar? Oh, that makes more sense though. No, nah, it's a, but, but still it, it was, it was a good time to just see kind of fans back in general. Yeah. That was packed true. out crowds. Um, people celebrating their teams, drafting a guy they've never heard of. You know, So
1: that was kind of cool. They, they were like,
0: they were supportive for the first time. I felt like, right. Like now on the clock, the Texans, they take, Davis Mills. Fuck you, yeah, bro. Stanford. <laughs> like just like Have you watched Davis Mills ever? Cause I mean, being on the West Coast, I surely haven't.
1: Um, I have, and he's from Georgia. And I also fired off a tweet that said Davis Mills is hot as hell. Good for you, bro. And um uh, <laughs> fell on deaf ears. But yeah, I mean, like I, I thought I, and I know we've been like shitting on Goodell, which is just how awkward he is. Um but it was it was fun to watch all that like and like kind of get back to like a sense of normalcy and Cleveland is like a, a, a cool town where like no matter how bad they are they still are passionate um and now they're starting to get good as well so yeah it just it, the NFL just it's just different animal it just surprises me because you know the reasons I already said but um, let's get into like the actual draft stuff because there's there's a lot to talk about that's not Kings of Leon related sadly Which kind of sucks um you where do you want to start? Well, all right, Bama. I, <laughs> it
0: was a it was a night for them. Um, no, I mean it, it's it's same as it has been for the last 14 years. So a 15th straight year, the SEC with the most players taken. Um, they broke their own record. It's uh, I won, yeah, a broken record at this point. See what I did there? Um, Heard that? No, I mean the the SEC. By the way. I took your bet. I won the uh, the prop bet draft. I don't know if you saw
1: that. Yeah, I, you um, killed it. I did it very badly.
0: <laughs> I did take your bet of of SEC over 12 and a half. Do you know how many were drafted in the first round? 12. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. yep.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my bet. Um, Vegas. Fucking Vegas, man. You should have known as soon as I, like, my first bet was like, I'm going to take this one that's <laughs> plus 700. Like, I obviously <laughs> did not understand the concept of what we were doing um, or wasn't paying attention. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I thought the Bama stuff was kind of cool. The SEC stuff, it is it is kind of like, you know, we, we talk about it ad nauseum and we are like an SEC podcast, but um, it's it, it feels like every year there's there's always some new record they somehow break. And it, it's kind of fascinating. Just as like, it was, it was fun for me this year because, you know, Danny Cannell got just absolutely dragged on Twitter for saying, like, if you take out Bama's six first round picks, mm hmm. Then they only had this many. It was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I love DK, but like, what are we talking about right now? And it was fun to see, like, especially day two, day three, and even day one on some of these guys, teams like Kentucky, teams like A&M, Kentucky had six draft picks is the most they have had since 1977. Georgia, for some reason, getting hated on all night. The first night, I think I was part of the problem. Um, but ended up having nine total draft picks. That's the most that I had in program history and right, right behind the 10 that Ohio state and Bama had. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's again, dominance. And what's crazy is honestly like, and the Falcons are usually to blame for this, but there was a lot of really good talent left uh, undrafted from the sec. Yeah. 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 The
0: Falcons, I mean,
1: how many, how many (laughs) mountain West corners can you take over the last five years? I just don't get what the fuck I lost my mind over that. Like, I I don't understand. It's like, it's like, they're trying to be like, like hipster draft. It's like the PFF shit. Like, listen, yeah, we know that like the sec is really good. And these like, you know, four or five stars are good, but we're only going after diamond in the rough.
0: So I think, you know, as I had kind of said on the podcast last week, if I thought, you know, and I, I ended up, Taking a flyer bet on Trey Lance over six and a half, just in case I was wrong. But I thought I think even though there's no reason to smoke screen, I think Trey Lance is going three, and then how far would Mac Jones fall? That was kind of a storyline. Justin Fields fell. Chicago traded up to get their guy. Feels like they haven't had a quarterback since I've been alive. That's been good. Rex Grossman.
1: <laughs> uh, hold on, Fields didn't fall that far though. Like remember I said this like a long time I ago, mean, like they're gonna fall. No one's getting outside the top 15 in this entire, like, so I didn't know we were making a big deal out of it. Um, it, Yeah. Like it was a very odd thing because like the, we talked about the odds last week and how it was, it was Justin Fields two weeks ago on the pod. Then like when we recorded last Wednesday, it was Mac Jones and it was like Mac Jones, like minus four fifty. in the day of it switched to, to Trey Lance. And it was kind of weird and frustrating. I know it's his job and he doesn't owe anything to us besides that Super Bowl he fucked up for us uh, five years ago. But Kyle Shanahan going on on air and being like, "We knew the whole time. Like we we have been obsessed with this guy. We've been watching the tape nonstop, and it's like, bro, people have been losing their minds and and making just the worst and accusations money. of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, all in all, pretty pretty great uh, showing. I feel like from like I don't want to say like diverse um, group of teams because you did have of course LSU, Bama, um, especially in the first round. How about how about JC Horn? Yeah, I'm first certain. first hits back, love it. Uh, Chris Sims didn't have a good night. Got to throw that out there. Well, we I don't think we expected him to have a good night. <laughs> Very good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, the JC Horn thing was cool. I'm sure, the surprises to you? What what stood out? Like what what surprised you the most? Like especially in the first round.
0: Uh, Leatherwood not only going first round but going as high as he did. I mean, I know he's a good player, yeah. but. That was, that was weird. like
1: Yeah. That was, I think everyone's kind of like, okay. Um, I think I tweeted, what the fuck? Because I was like, <laughs> and I was excited for him. He's a great kid, but like, that was.
0: Yeah. Uh. Uh, Travis Etienne going to the Jags. And then right after um, Urban Meyer, was he, his quote was, he'll be great. Teamed with uh, James Robinson, which if you play fantasy football last year, James Robinson was an absolute stud. They have Carlos Hyde, and he was like, and then Travis Etienne will slot in great as a third down back. It's like, in, in the first round, you decided to go with a third down back? That seems a little he weird. trying to motivate
1: him or something? I don't know.
0: Um, so I thought that was kind of an – not, not a weird pick, because I did think that Etienne had a chance to go first round, but just an interesting pick. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I was having shocked Having two that, running backs
1: in the first round is not the norm anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting that Ojalari fell as far as he did. It's got to be injuries. I mean, I don't know why or, he would
1: fall that far. Okay. So let's speak on this. Cause this is another thing that it's kind of weird about the, the NFL draft, which is like um I put in like three pages of notes in the doc and I'm just, we're, I'm so scatterbrained. So, uh, but like the OG Larry thing, there was a lot of players that I think fell. And I was like, how was this guy not like, how was he falling? Like out of the first round? He's definitely the fact that, that like there were other defensive players at his same position. There was a guy, I forgot who it was. My buddy, Graham coffee, Uh shout out to him said, He's like, you know, for an edge rusher to have zero sacks and go in the first round of the NFL draft seems to be kind of a, an issue, guys. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't go with production there. Um, the Ujulari thing though, his injuries, he had a like a written note, um, like a doctor's note from James Andrews, who is like the only doctor besides like Doogie Hauser that I know. And he's like, I feel like he's probably the most respected surgeon, doctor, like in sports, in the sports with like in the country, probably. Yep. And he, he sent out a letter to all 30-something teams saying, he's fine. Like, there's no structural damage. Like, we're good. And he still fell because the team doctors apparently didn't agree with it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. And so we'll see. Maybe there'll be something to come of that. I mean, there were guys that fell. Like, the, the Notre Dame linebacker, that his name is hard to – I mean, he was a top 10 player on a lot of, like, yeah. overall boards. And he fell to the mid-second round. Another weird thing about the draft is I know I just said that eat the ETN pick from the Jags was a little weird, but the Jags and the Jets, I felt like had phenomenal drafts. Yeah. Like, like, like if you look at, if you look at the Jags, they got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Tyson Campbell and Walker little, who was one of the best tackles on the board. Like that's Walker little, those are going to yeah. be four cornerstones for you for the next 10 years. Right. The Jets, Zach Wilson, they got the best offensive guard on the board. And then they got Elijah Moore at the, in the second round. They also got um, the UNC, the other UNC running back, Michael Carter. Love how yeah. ESPN just shit themselves because the Jets drafted two guys named Michael Carter. They were like, "Can you believe it?" <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Michael Carter. I mean, if if both of the guys' names were Liam Eichenberg, like, the, the, yeah, that would like, be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> Michael Carter is not that weird, but yeah, okay.
1: No. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, like, you know, and I'm not going to get into, like, which teams have, like, the best drafts just because I don't know and I don't care as much because I don't know all their team needs. There's just so much shit that goes into this. It really – I told Allie this weekend she didn't care. But um, there's so much that goes into, like, the actual NFL draft. Like, I I was thinking about how if if we were in charge of – if, like, we got invited to go up and be, like, a guest announcer, we would fail at that job immediately, having to pronounce somebody's name. I I can't imagine having to be like, all right, listen, there's a chance in like the fifth round we take this fucking offensive guard from Marshall. I tell you what, we're not going to take him. (laughs) Because I'm not going to watch the tape on this. Um, (laughs) There's just so much that goes into it. But like, I I think that it seemed almost like way more this year than any other year. There was a lot of people's stock that fell like day of and like week of and and just kept falling and kept falling. And like, you know, Kenny Eboa didn't get drafted. How? Right. I, I just I don't understand that
0: from what I've gathered just following people that on Twitter that I respect that are in the game once you get to about the sixth round it's actually better to not get drafted yeah because you can kind I of choose. choose the best place for you do you know where he ended up no yeah so I mean you know I guess and a lot of times too like prospects will will say they'll, they'll tell teams you know I don't I don't want you yeah. to draft me. Basically, like I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna pass on that kind of right. like. So no, we're good, man. Yeah, <laughs>
1: good. just hey, don't pick uh, up the phone.
0: Hey, uh, we've got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals on line three. Yeah, just tell stop. them that i I'm, I'd rather go undrafted.
1: <laughs> just do what I always do, and like, like four days later, text them back like, "Oh my god, I just somehow saw this," <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which I've just outed myself. It, sometimes I did just normally see it if you're listening to the podcast, and I've said that to you. Love you, Mickey. Lent, yeah. Uh, you've, seen,
0: you've sent me a screenshot of your text, and you've got
1: like 67 unread texts. It's, I don't know yeah. how you live life that way. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, anyway, so uh, going through like the first round, um, Micah Parsons going at 12, I think that's a good pick. I didn't know that he did some bad things in the locker room and I was very surprised that I didn't know that. That seemed like a pretty big deal. Um, Instead of all the shit we were talking about, Justin Fields, this guy put his downstairs in another person's downstairs, supposedly. And then and then he said, like, what? Hold on. I don't think I heard that story. Wait, are you So, Micah yeah, Parsons. No, oh, good. Cool. I'm glad, glad I brought it up. Um, and I described it so well. Yeah. Um,
0: that could mean a lot of different
1: things. And I just. Oh, it means exactly what you think it is. Before we get into this, everyone. Just close your eyes. I'm going to use vivid verbs, and and make sure you grab another glass of wine. Um, you know, like, I think the rumor was – I just want to look this up, but I'm not, like, talking. About um, <laughs> I'm, the rumor was, like, he, he got in trouble for some, like, hazing of, like, like someone mm-hmm. in uh, – um, like, a freshman or something like that. And it was a guy that ended up transferring. And, okay, so former players – Claims that Penn State football players subjected him to sexual hazing, and and he said, "I'm going to quote Sandusky, you." Oh um, my god! As yeah. a Penn State player, like so, this is this is why I stand by what I said years ago. They should have shut this fucking program down. And like the fact that you knew what was happening, and you you just told the guy, like, "Hey, you need to retire." And then part of the retirement was you gave him keys to the building he was doing this in. And this is the same building we're talking about with Michael Parsons here. He said. Um, they allegedly made incoming players their bitch and would probably subject the younger athletes to sexual hazing, telling them they were going to F them. Um That's so, a weird way to haze someone. They said they would present his, this is weird. They would present his penis close to the face of the lower classman and and then do stuff to mimic actions. <laughs> and some of them would put like just I, I'm gonna read this. Some of them would put their penis on the buttocks of lower classmen. That's just so strange. <laughs> That's not hazing. Just, you know, put sticky notes on their car. By the and way, you both with Elijah Moore. So, Did yeah. he really? Um, I don't want to
0: talk about this subject anymore, so let's talk about other
1: stuff. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. All uh, right. Um, anyway, so it was it was kind of like the first round I thought was pretty great. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. And I was talking about earlier how there's these – like new records is somehow keep coming up. It was really cool to see. Like, all right, so Jamar Chase goes first to Cincinnati, which I thought was surprising, um, kind of. And uh, they make the announcement, they say, like, this is the first time a team has ever drafted a receiver quarterback combo that were um, in the first round that were former college teammates. And then the next pick is Waddle and going to Miami with Tua. And then before we get out of the top 10, the Eagles take Devonta Smith with uh, Jalen Hurts. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. the The night like was made for me with the Zach Wilson shit. Oh, my man looked like he was a senior in high school,
0: just getting ready to go out and, I guess, for yeah. him maybe crush some cokes
1: and a couple of root beers. We'll get some <laughs> beers in us right now. We'll get a couple of mug root <laughs> beers in us. Um, no, did you see the the video that went viral of him when he was staining? With all the other first round picks, and Jamar Chase like threw up like somebody said it was a gang sign. It wasn't a gang sign, but he was like going like yeah. this. He could not have looked more uncomfortable. Like <laughs> I mean, it, like it, it, I think I said on like on, on social media, it was like like if if panic locking your car doors when you're in downtown Atlanta because you see like a homeless person at the stoplight. That that's it. he's like
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not in we're not in uh, Provo, Utah
1: anymore. God. Um, mm. Yes, that was like that was in the in the Mac Jones thing was was hilarious to me. And the other part of it was the Aaron Rodgers shit. That so
0: that I'm very interested to see how that works out because clearly he can't go back there. I mean, it's it's no. exactly like well I shouldn't say exactly because now Deshaun Watson's in some other trouble, but it's exactly almost like the Deshaun Houston thing. He's like I'm not going to play there anymore, and they're like yes you are. Well, no I'm not. So I, you trade me. Well, we're not going to trade you. Okay, so what do we do here?
1: <laughs> what I don't understand is, like, I've I've done stuff like where I've like, I remember like like being a dick. This person in college that I didn't like. It was like our a neighbor across the hall, and we had this like potluck dinner. And every time he would try to take like I was done taking food out, I would cover it back up completely and put it back in the fridge just to annoy him. Um, very petty move. I can't imagine going. This far out of your way to ignore a simple request because Aaron Aaron Rodgers is like hey listen guys, thirty seven giving you my entire career, uh, one year Super Bowl, would it kill you guys to give me a fucking receiver like just like uh, like I'm gonna leave if you don't do the like just the most basic of things to help me, and they're like okay well first off we haven't talked to Aaron but he's not gonna leave, and they drafted a fucking defensive end. Defensive back.
0: They they drafted Eric Stokes.
1: Oh yeah, who's gonna be
0: good? Yeah. But I don't understand but like,
1: how you allow it to happen.
0: Elijah Moore was sitting there on the board. You had um, a couple of guys. I mean, Elijah Moore was there though, and I mean, that dude. Yeah. To be Terrace Marshall was there. I mean, yeah. Could have done anything. I, you know, I wonder if they had their, their eyes on Rashad Bateman. Which, by the way, Baltimore just seems like they kill the draft every single year.
1: Yeah. Like, I feel like ba- so. I feel
0: like Bateman's gonna be. Awesome for them. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I don't blame him, you know. And quarterbacks, they kind of have. You don't blame who? Chips. Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh god, I, think should, I don't blame like them, like like the Packers. I, like, oh. there's no one on their side. There's no one's like you know. Yeah, good for you, man. He's like he's kind of like a whiny bitch. I hate those State Farm commercials. Like, don't give him anything. I, I just I don't get it. I, I I just it blows my mind. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about like more SEC stuff and, and players. Like we said, uh, I thought Florida was pretty interesting. You had Kyle Trask, obviously he or not Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta, having the uh, the highest uh, drafted tight end in the modern draft era, which is I people hated that pick for some reason. I don't know why. I I think people just wanted
0: the quarterback of the future, but the Falcons were painted in a corner, man. They can't they can't get rid of Matt Ryan. And he's not like right. bad. I honestly think they're going to be much improved just because they don't have a shitty coach anymore. Like, uh, yeah. Dirk Cutter is a terrible offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, we rehired him. So, yeah, which is just ridiculous. Like, hey, this guy was bad. We fired him. He went to the Bucks. He was even worse there. Let's bring him on back for round two. Um, right. I like the coach that they hired, he uses a lot of tight ends. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be great. Now, I get it. You could say, man, number four for a tight end is high, but I think Pitts is a little bit different than just your standard tight end, you know? So, dude,
1: he had, you put his numbers side by side with what Devonta Smith did last year. And obviously, they're not the same yardage wise, but like there was at some point during like November or something, I remember doing like a, a comparison because we were talking about the Heisman and Devonta had like 12 touchdowns and Pitts had like 11 and Pitts had like 28 total catches. I mean, it was something stupid. It, it was ridiculous.
0: The craziest stat I saw on him was on the the um, NFL Network coverage. Out of forty nine catchable passes that were thrown to him, he had zero drops. Right. I mean, so I think he was one of the safest picks in the draft.
1: I think he's going to be an absolute stud. And if you don't um, get rid of Julio, we, we don't talk about the Falcons that much because I know yeah. everyone's a Falcons fan. But like, you've got talent everywhere on on offense. So if he can just get him the ball, it's. A, Fantastic. Uh, all right. What else stood out to you? And then let's talk and about. Kyle some, Trask,
0: uh, we were talking about Florida. Kyle Trask.
1: Yeah. That's
0: pretty much a perfect scenario for him. You stay in we're, state. You oh, get to yeah. be. You go to the Bucs. You learn under Tom Brady. He not, he's not going to be there for he'll, maybe two more years. That's. I thought well, that was a perfect.
1: Anything like Kyle Trask's entire career has been already. He's going to sit there unnoticed for eight years in like a fallout <laughs> shelter. And then it, it, when you least expect it. Tom Brady's going to get, like, food poisoning from, like, a poisoned strawberry almond, and then he's going to end up coming in and saving the day.
0: The TB12 diet strikes. Uh, Kadarius ridiculous. Tony, if we're sticking with Florida, uh, went first round. To not- <clears> yeah. Overall. So uh, Florida had a good night, um, and the SEC just had a great night. There, there's no way around it. I mean, Najee – it was funny. Going to the Steelers, like, that was the one pick that everyone was like, well, that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I like that a lot.
1: I, I thought, um, really cool story I, I, there, there was, where he,
0: he did the draft party at the homeless yeah. shelter they grew up in. That was cool.
1: Um, yeah, I don't think I would do that, just to be honest. Um, but uh, no, like it was, it was, um, it was kind of like I think the SEC honestly got up kind of to a slow start by all things considered. Like, you know, I think that there was like a lot of meat left on the bone in terms of what you thought was going to happen. Um, at the end of the first round and the second round, some of these guys that were. Like Nick Bolton not going in the first round is fucking absurd to me. Um, uh, other stuff that I've really, really, really enjoyed from this weekend, just because I'm petty once again. Uh, oh, every Ohio State player that was taken, and there were ten of them taken. Every single one. There was not a single highlight from that national championship.
0: Well, on mean, any of their tape. How could there be? They lost um, by yeah, like, forty true. points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And then and then the tweet came out later from our buddy Peter Burns, who said when you add up their the overall draft picks faced from Ohio State in their regular season, it was nine. So they faced more in the national championship game against Alabama than they did all season long in the Big Ten, which is you know kind of made me irrationally mad again. Um Anyway, yeah, but I I thought, you know, another interesting trend, too, is the fact that you see some of these teams that are strictly going with SEC players. Like, we talk about the Giants getting a bunch of these Georgia players. That is the eighth out of the last ten years where the Giants have drafted an SEC player in the first or second round. And three out of the ten, they've drafted an SEC player first and second overall, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting as well. So,
0: um, How about about the argument uh, that was on
1: social media about Kirby Smart during the draft? So, I don't get it. Uh, Like... I was very confused. Like on Saturday, I had um, Christy Ewell, one of our listeners, she's awesome, send a text and she, or a tweet. And like, like she was like, see? And I was like, what, are we, I, what were we originally looking at? I didn't know. I like, found myself in this argument. And I guess there was some comparison about how, like, I mean, I made, I took shots at Georgia like on early Thursday night because, you know, they, like, Northwestern had two players drafted. And, and like that part was kind of funny. But like, you knew that they were, they have, talent everywhere that was in that draft class and they were going to end up having all these kids drafted. So somehow this weird narrative gets started that Kirby can't develop his talent. That argument is stupid as shit. If you're not talking about quarterbacks, like I, I don't know why we would even stray from that argument because that's the argument you win. So it, it ended up becoming this like weird, like Georgia fans got like not defensive in a, in a negative way, but like did research and put out all these articles about how like, this is a false narrative. And You know, I mean, Kirby Smart flat out—it's the—he's—it's the the fourth straight year they've had a first-round pick from Georgia. That's that's third—that's the third longest active streak in the country, right? They had six linebackers taken in the last four years. He's had 30 total players drafted under him, and he's had 23 drafted in the last three years, which is fourth most in the entire country. That's also 23 is more than any other three-year stretch in the entire history of Georgia football. I mean, think about that. So, like. I don't understand. Like if, if we're comparing him to Saban, I could talk about that all day and it's cr-
0: Don't compare well, they, anybody to Saban.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I don't understand. Like, and, and I get it's, it's funny making fun of little brother because of the, the stuff that happened when Kirby left uh, Tuscaloosa to go to Athens and, and how all that kind of shit happened. And Georgia fans, listen, y'all know how you are. You're just as obnoxious as, as the rest of us. And like, you know, kind of earn some of the, the social media beatings you guys catch uh, every now and then. But this is so dumb because it's like I, Kirby's done nothing but pump out top five teams, New Year's six bowls, a trip to the national championship in his second year as a coach with a true freshman quarterback. Like, I, yeah, he's not good at understanding what quarterbacks do at all or haircuts, but like, Which
0: I seems pivotal. The quarterback position. So and he just haircut, keeps fucking like,
1: stocking up on them. Like, I, I mean, He's like me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to diet. I'm like, Chris, you just keep buying muscle milk and you don't drink it. <laughs> this makes no sense. But, like, anyway, I just – I thought it was really dumb, and, and it, the argument really was was kind of – it just fell on itself because he's done nothing to, to you know, dissuade you from thinking, like – we should be talking about Kirby Swart as an elite coach, but we don't because he came up short in a national championship game, which if you're keeping score at home, six other teams have also done – in the last decade against Nick Saban. I mean, like, so I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Georgia fan, like do you get a sense that Georgia fans are kind of feeling like with Kirby, like, Oh man, you know, I'm sick of winning these recruiting national titles. We better win a thing. Like, cause I hear that a lot too. And I'm like, you let Kirby walk away and see what happens because he's one of the best coaches in the game.
1: So, his all like game. program
0: like, you know, in yeah. game. Yes, he has some downfalls. But like talk about overall coaching and in college
1: oh that you have to be recruit. very
0: good at the recruiting like aspect of it. And right. more than anything, it's everybody always says it's it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, not the X's and O's. You have the best players. You're going to have a much better chance to win. Than the player, the, the the programs like Northwestern, who's got a fantastic coach, they're never gonna win a national championship. They don't have oh. the good good enough players. Even though they had two first round picks here, they're no. not gonna have good enough players. And so, and Kirby's probably top three, top two, actually probably top two, and bringing
1: in the best players in the country, without a doubt. I mean, and and so that's like with, the day that Mark Rick was fired, I laughed hysterically because I I lived in the state. But it was as a Bama fan fun to, to like, you know, still beat them and, and like 2015 year when like they were, that's the only team that's ever been favored over Alabama since like 2009, is Georgia 2015, right? Um, and as soon as I realized what was going to happen and Kirby was going to leave, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's not necessarily because I'm like, all right, Kirby gets it. He's going to be a great head coach because I, I still think he has a lot of flaws as like an in game coach. I like Dan Mullen, better in game coach than, than Kirby Smart. Have at it. you guys argue for the next three days on Twitter about it. Like that, I don't think that's really up for debate. What, when you're talking about, like, it's not a video game, I know, but like college football is so much more, it's so much less the coaching part of it and like facilities, like getting the recruits in managing your roster. Yes. All yeah. those things, getting people to buy in and like creating an environment where it's like, Iron sharpening iron and like getting kids, like getting, give you an idea how fucking difficult it is to get 18 year old kids to believe in those like fucking cat posters or like the, the tri colored people jumping out of the airplane and holding hands. What are those called? Parachute. that's not, that's not what that word is. Um, Yeah. Trust falls. (laughs) Welcome to my football camp. Close your eyes. Fall into my arms. (laughs) Michael Parsons get away so no I I just it it bothers me because it's like I tell you honestly I think I I did some real soul searching on this and I think the real reason it bothers me is not because I want to defend Kirby necessarily or Georgia fans it's fun to be objective every now and then but y'all keep talking this shit about Kirby and the the moment he wins a national championship because that day is coming it's going to be the worst fucking day of our lives because you guys wouldn't shut up on Twitter about how he can't develop talent while he was developing talent they're gonna burn this city down.
0: Oh, it's gonna be yeah. It's been a long time coming for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I agree with you. It's um, I take Kirby Smart. I mean, out of out of you know anyone but Saban, he'd probably be the number one on my list to, to go out and get if I had my my choice of anyone that's a current head coach in the country. I think I'd take yeah. Kirby. So uh, yeah, interesting. Now's on. <laughs> Um, what was your favorite moment of the draft?
1: Um, I mean, the Zach Wilson thing was fucking hilarious. That, (laughs) that was just, I thought he was kidding and he was not, it was very awkward. Um, (laughs) Cole Kublick was my MVP of the weekend. He absolutely murdered it on social media. It was like ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. And then, um, like I said, the Ohio state thing was pretty funny. Um, what else we got here? Did, does McShay, do McShay, and Mel like each other?
0: Oh, absolutely not. There's no chance. Are you? Sh- ta, I mean, like, ta, McShay ta, seemed ta, like
1: Todd. Ta. <laughs> um, McShay seemed bothered by everyone this weekend. I think he's over it at ESPN. I think he's over it in general because I, I and I don't know this about him, but McShay looks like he enjoys himself on occasion and goes out a little bit. Um. And I've, I just get the feeling that hearing like Mel Kiper with that vampire haircut, like trying to tell him about some like tackle from 1984. He's like, just can you shut up? Like there was times to speak and he was like, you could hear him like audibly groan, um, which I thought was funny. And Dude, then oh, uh, hold on.
0: I, I got to stop you here. Did you, did you ever hear about um, Mel Kiper, what he eats every single day?
1: Uh, is this from like, like two years ago? And it's like a like pizza Pumpkin pie.
0: He eats pumpkin pie every single day.
1: There are things that that you have about your character and and the person who you are that don't need to be shared with people. And I think that if they are shared, they should be held against you to your last. Like, listen, this is not political. Donald Trump. The real reason I didn't like Donald Trump is because he he ordered a steak well done, and I don't respect that. It weirds me out. Okay, like I just I don't I don't get that. It's but like, what are you doing, Mel? Pumpkin pie? First Pumpkin off. For pie? The, for- where the fuck do you find a pumpkin pie in April? Probably that fucking Lions fan. Like, I oh. guarantee he's got a pie shop. Come on down to Frank's Pies.
0: So, some other weird things about him. He doesn't eat cheese on his pizza. How is that even possible? Oh, How yeah. do you eat pizza without having cheese on it? It's a main ingredient. Ketchup bread. <laughs> it's ketchup bread. I don't he, I mean... he's Also, he just started using a computer in 2009. I'm sorry, what?
1: Why do you know all this, first off? And he, how do you, how do you, that's like what I've always said about like going to Florida. Like, I didn't know you had a choice in doing that. Like, you, what do you mean he didn't use a computer? What was he using?
0: It's just, I, I hit a quick Google search because I wanted to make sure I got the pumpkin pie stat right. Yeah, and he says, here's some other Kuiper oddities. He does not eat cheese on pizza. He's never written a check before. He doesn't have. <laughs> He doesn't have or use an ATM card. And he also just started using a computer in 2009. Now that could be made up, but then there's a video that
1: I won't watch now that shows him explaining that fact to people. About a computer. I I did, I did get a kick out of um, when they were on there, like on the last day of the draft. And I, I, I said this on social media again, like they should seriously consider doing this like a seven night thing. Okay. A seven night NFL draft. You do one round a night. And everyone gets excited about it and they still they still watch it and they still like participate, but you definitely just kind of like lose steam throughout the course of the week and, and you're celebrating and going through the motions. It's like basically it would become the same way we like pe- we do like Hanukkah or like a carnival cruise. By like the last day, you're like, okay, I don't fucking care. Let's just get through this. <laughs> there were times yesterday where, where they, they were making them sit outside and and whoever was in charge of getting their their workstation, and I imagine if like you're on top of that much shit. I know how I am about like my workstation and I'm I'm so unorganized. They had these little like <laughs> like like shitty like metal ottomans almost like that were that were knee high and I don't mean like you can tuck your knees under them like a normal person it was like right at the top of your fucking kneecap so you're just banging your knee every time you try to like get comfortable. And they're all sitting out there with their with, like giant notebooks and pads and computers and and all of their stuff and they're like there's not enough space. on. they like falling off everything. It was hilarious. <laughs>
0: um, I think one of my favorite moments was uh, Pay, which is a phenomenal name. Yeah. The minute he got drafted, the first thing he said is, uh, I'm retiring my mom. And they grew up, you know, West Africa. So I thought that was an awesome moment, man. Like just the coolest thing in the world to see somebody who grew up in another country, West yeah. Africa, coming over here. His wife not his wife his mom working her ass off to make sure that he could make it in the world and he's yeah. ensuring that she's gonna retire and never have to work a day in her life just cool yeah. stuff like that and i'm sure that happens with all
1: all a lot of these guys but uh um, not jalen waddle just really cool. <laughs> <laughs> just bolted um yeah I, I, listen like i'm sure we're missing some stuff that happened uh it, it was it was a, a a, a long, long weekend. And I will say, I'm glad that all 14 teams got, um, got, a at least one player drafted. But there was, like I said, there were some people that were just surprised the shit out of me that did like Dylan Moses. That one didn't surprise me as much because of his medical issues. Like mm-hmm. he, he did not look the same after his injury, but then you, you start talking to him like, you know, when he was getting ready and he found out he had a torn meniscus he was playing off for three months. So I, I need to apologize to him for all the things I said about him playing in space. Um, Malik yeah, Herring, you know, DJ but, Daniel, like I was surprised those two guys didn't get drafted. My dumbass said that Malik Herring, we we did a thing last year and it was like, all right, who could possibly be the first overall pick if it's not Trevor Lawrence? Please don't tell me you uh, said Malik Herring. I'm pretty sure it was him or the other, uh, who's the other, like, the because like the whole point was like, he rushes off the edge, like he's a linebacker and like his position would be a, like a, a, a need, you know what I mean? Like, yeah i mean (laughs) i didn't think he was gonna go number one um but it still was like i was very far off um so hold on i put this i I sent the link on this earlier so uh jamie newman jamie newman was was not that big of a surprise to me because i just feel like at some point we're all gonna wake up one day right i watched this documentary this week on hulu called we work about the we work thing Mm. really good i heard that was insane yeah, that guy was just lying about stuff and saying it with an accent. So he was just like, so listen, like if you believe in yourself, this company is real. And it was like my favorite part of it, if you guys haven't seen it, it's like basically he he just bought old buildings and turned them into cool creative workspaces, but he wanted to be like a whole way of life. So it became like very cultish. And so every time he would come around, that he would start in on his shoes. Like you always need to be doing like we need to do a whole separate brand where we are like building like education for kids in the future and like how we should be taking care of ourselves like, spiritually. And this guy goes, just shut the fuck up, man. We're just hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I, I've definitely forgot what I was even talking about, but we were um, talking about um, Jamie Newman. Yeah. So PFF at some point we're going to wake up and realize this is like the, the housing bubble, whole bubble market, dude. Of crypto from 2008 all the stuff buzzwords um like we're gonna wake up one day people are gonna realize that pro football focus is just saying things and they do a lot of they work really hard at research but they're just saying things and the fact that jamie newman was ever projected as a first round pick and the third best quarterback in this class is so fucking dumb
0: yikes yeah Um, yeah, you feel for the guys, especially some of the underclassmen, you know, like, uh, Bryce Thompson, Marcus Murphy, Anthony Hines that, that declared early and didn't get drafted. I mean, that's always a tough scene
1: there. Um, yeah, I didn't hear about that as much this year. It's usually a real big problem. Trevon Grimes not going with surprising Jamar Watson led the sec or was like in the top three in the sec in sacks last year, which is very odd. The Falcons Um,
0: did, uh, or signed Felipe Franks
1: quarterback of the future uh which is good and then the the biggest one like it was weird that i'm not saying this to slight this team but like a lot of auburn players that that should not have been sliding off boards were sliding off boards and i didn't understand why because anthony schwartz is going to run a four two flat yeah why like what don't overthink it guys uh so i just yeah there's there's a lot of players that i was i was very surprised about um but I will say, I was glad that it, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem like at least there was a lot of underclassmen like ha- there have been in years past.
0: So, you had some NFL draft awards too, that before we get to potentially looking at some of next year's highest draft picks. Um, I thought these were pretty good here. So, uh, who was the 3 a.m. midterm paper roughest of drafts? Okay. So, first <laughs> off,
1: welcome to our draft show, um, our draft award show. These are all made up awards. With draft puns, um, I spent a majority of my time preparing for the pot on this. It's only six of them. Um, okay, the three a.m. midterm paper Roughest of drafts. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. You either forgot about it or didn't want to do it because it was like t- Tuesday T-shirt night. By the way, Elvis. before you
0: get into it, before—do you have the recurring dream of of like always like skipping? This is like, this is like a common um dream and and maybe we'll get tweeted at this and be like what are you talking about but i've talked to yeah. other people where i have this dream where i've like i just like skipped like probably eight to ten classes in a row in college yeah. and then i show up finally and it's the mm-hmm. day of a test and i'm like shit <laughs> <laughs> and you have now like as an adult i still have them yeah they're recurring like
1: they have like every every few months I have I have dreams every fall, usually on Thursday or Friday, that I've overslept or somehow forgot about a Bama game. <laughs> it, happened, it didn't happen like every weekend It used to, but like it, it and I'll, it'll be like the third quarter, and they're down like twenty-one to three to Arkansas, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and I also get like nightmares for about like Houston's, where I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this table. So um, <laughs> anyway, all right, three a.m. midterm roughest of drafts. I said Dylan Moses and I and I threw Tyler Shelvin in because I know he got drafted, but it kind of surprised me because Tyler Shelvin took the entire year off. If yeah. you take the I just like I listen, I'm I'm a big fan of empty promises. But like if you take an entire year off to get ready for the draft, you, you need to go higher than the fifth round, or whatever it was, sixth round. Yeah. yeah. Um all right the Vietnam award for the biggest draft Dodger. This is the person who really just mailed it in. and Did not want to be there. Whoever chose the fucking music um, at that thing, because it, <laughs> celebrate good like, times. Come on. Did, like every time they, sh- they showed one band that seemed like they, they were an actual band. And then it was like, all right, we're Larry and the pickup trucks and we're going to be, we're here all weekend playing at the roadhouse. Like <laughs> if you want to get the draft, <laughs>
0: Did you watch ESPN or or NFL Network coverage? Because Rich Eisen was crushing that band the whole time.
1: <laughs> really, <laughs> I didn't see it either on the yeah. NFL Network. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, they, they said one thing. Like ESPN was like trying to be. ESPN was kind of weird because they kept saying stuff like, you know, "They they brought up the hugs. Like it's gonna be so good to see Goodell giving out hugs again." I'm like, "Yeah, that, is it though?" Um, so, like, whoever chose that music though, like they really. Like, it's not a fraternity party like where it's like, oh, dude, I don't know, whoever's cheapest, and make sure they play, you know, Sweet Mr. Sarah Brightside on. at least three should times. Should we not get
0: into that? Should we not get into yeah. that?
1: <laughs> <studio? laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, so I, I just, I, I was, I don't know, like that, I thought that was kind of odd. And then whoever also, I, I love Jamar Chase, and I think he's going to be great, and we've already seen what he can do with Joe Burrow. Man, that picture of his knee, I feel like you probably should have got a, an offensive lineman but you
0: might want to protect that asset, but Hey, they got a offensive tackle in the second round. So we'll see if it works out
1: for them. True. Uh, all right. The close the window coldest draft moments, uh, for me was Jalen Waddle, just absolutely (laughs) bolting (laughs) from his family as soon as he could. Um, when he was announced, uh, at at the draft, that, that was, um, that was something like, you know, uh, he he said it was like misunderstood it wasn't supposed to be like anything that was like that serious but it was hilarious watching it happen cuz
0: by the way uh, was there ever like weirdness between him and Tua cuz i felt like the interview after he got drafted they were like oh congratulations you're going back with Tua like isn't that going to be awesome he's like yeah it should be pretty cool you know uh we might do good things together like i just it seemed weird i don't know I,
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't... Besides, like, fans on social media, I don't know anyway that didn't get along with Tua. Um, he seems to be like angle. I mean, but, like, also, like, I love, loved him quarterbacking my team, but I, I, there's there zeroed doubt in my mind I would not want to hang out with Tua in college. <laughs> like, I, there's no part yeah. of me that would be, like, on a Thursday night, like, dude, what's Tua doing? I don't know. He's, he's playing probably his didn't... ukulele again. <laughs> 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 Why are we talking about this? Um, anyway, so... Pizza party let's at Tua. Yeah, like, just who cares? <laughs> I was just, um,
0: I, I kind of wanted to go down to
1: uh, Innisfree. No, no, <laughs> we're, we're
0: doing a pizza party at my apartment, bros. So let's get together,
1: play. I've a cut bit. it up into 37 slices. <laughs> Didn't need to do that, Tua. Um, anyway, yeah. Like, I, I feel like Tua also would be like late to the game on stuff. I'll tell like, do, do you, like, do you watch this show? And it would be something like lost. I don't know. Like yeah, law like blues clues or some shit. Like this guy's hilarious. Um all right. So the draft punk hide your fucking face award was uh Zach Wilson because I've never seen someone want to disappear from situations so so fast. I honestly thought he was kidding, but he was not. <laughs> Definitely not. Um he is uncomfortable around non Mormons, I think. His family, like, first of all, they all look
0: like models. I mean, good Lord. Great looking family. Yeah. But they also look like that meme of like, you know, when it's like all the fraternity guys are like slightly like yeah. looking at the camera and it's like you go down the, row, the little row and they all look the exact same. Like that was his family. Like he's going to, it's going to be an interesting transition for him. And, yeah, you know, sure. throw the New York media into it. It should be fun to watch.
1: Oh, God. Um the uh, Band-Aids on Nipples marathon drafter, okay, very specific here. This is the person that is basically just coasting off the um, the efforts of others for their own gain, okay? Okay. Like you would do in a marathon. You guys know I'm a big marathon runner. Um, but that that winner was literally every single Ohio State pick not named Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, the, when the Saints drafted Pete Werner, First off, all-name team. Pete Werner sounds like he is 43, bald, and loves to tell you about what he's doing with his lawn this year. <laughs> like, just, I mean, like, definitely a braided belt wearer. Like, you don't go big on braided belts. You don't go fescue? Do you thing, brother? Like, listen, you can go Bermuda if you want, but that's your funeral. That's your funeral, man. Uh, I, I'm a fescue man. I'm a zoysia man myself, but hey, hey, brother. Zoysia. Right. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I was going to say Zoe's Rage, like Royd Rage. It's a, a fucking stretch on that one. All right, so that's me. I am Roger Goodell right now. Um, how about that right in? <laughs> um, and the I hope you literally get drafted into a war and quit your job so I never have to see you again. Very aggressive and probably uncalled for. Whoever the fuck was drafting for the Falcons, because I just don't get it. We have a new head coach who looks like if, like, I don't know. A Russian clay doll was made out of Nick Cage's face. He he is and a very odd looking man. He, he's he scares me a lot. Um, like he he seems the kind of guy that like you would say something like you you probably weren't listening. He's like I heard everything. Like, what? <laughs> You're talking about the coach, Arthur Smith? Yes, Arthur Smith. And also his <laughs> name's Arthur.
0: His name's. He's you know, he's the son of FedEx CEO. What a dick! Literally from a billionaire family. So you know he's pretty weird. Um, um,
1: yeah, that's fair. I like to do a segment on on names that are gonna be extinct like soon because like Arthur's one of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think dot. you're gonna get a lot of Franklins, Donna, dot, yeah. And <laughs> you will probably get some Donnas, but like you, Dolores is gone, Barb, yeah, that should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> that was tough. Um, okay, so all right. Do we even want to get into this? I don't even want to get into the mock draft for next year. I'm I'm just over it. It is. Who do you think? All right, well, let's just,
0: let's just let's do one thing on it. Who do you think will be the okay. first SEC player pick next year? All
1: right, so I'm I'm still high on JT Daniels, but I think it'll like what they have listed here. Um, I think is perfect because it's you have Evan Neal who is like 6, 7, 370 pounds, and then Derek Stingley. All those positions are very draftable up high. Stingley is a corner. I don't know if he'll go that high, and he had, he had kind of a rough year last year. Um, it's undoubtedly going to be someone we don't we're not even talking about, right? You know, like it, is, there, it, it,
0: is there any chance that like another quarterback emerges from the, the conference that it would be drafted that high? Because it, usually it's going to be a quarterback, and
1: as we've seen in moments right. the Draft. Um, let me think. Let me think. I, I don't think Emory Jones is accurate enough. I mean, J.T. Daniels is. I think like yeah. I. I hate I hate early season Heisman stuff because it never pans out, but like it makes the most sense because that award is given to whoever the best player, on the best team is now. And J T. Daniels has a, a very good opportunity to be that guy, and they get to play Clemson in you know round one, so or a uh, week one. Um, I, that's the I would perfect say, week to play Clemson, by the way. I feel like, yeah, I mean, Dabo still just you know on vacation. Dabo, he just got back from Hilton Head. Oh, did you Probably see the tweet about that?
0: Did you see the tweet with Davo talking to Trevor Lawrence, and he looked like a hobo with his suit, <laughs> was so big.
1: It looked like he, like it looked like he actually had a, like not tail feathers like in the back of like a like a suit, like he had like a tail and feathers. It was very odd. I know he's that frumpy. Good for him though. Enjoy yeah. yourself.
0: Yeah. So um, I guess next year with the quarterbacks, it'll be Daniels, Spencer Rattler, and Sam Howell is kind of like the top three. J.T. Daniels has the Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell are like both like six
1: one. Yeah, so rather not a big person at all, and he also know, doesn't seem like he's, he makes the best decisions.
0: JC Jones has a great chance to go number one. You know, you just got to have a, just got to have a good year.
1: Yeah, I would say that, and I would also say there's a possibility if if one of those defensive players finally goes off, um, guys like Nolan Smith, guys like you know, not Nickobe Dean because he didn't play the right position, but um, yeah, I don't know. And then, but I really do think it's going to end up coming down to like. I don't want to say the kid from South Carolina we talked about last week, the spring game, but you have like these physical mismatches, mismatches um, and just physical freaks in general. I, I think that's what usually catches the eye. Like some of those top 10 picks. All right, moving on. All right. Last of the night. No, we have a, we have cultural nonsense or we have an uncensored member of the week. It's literally your only job. Yeah, but we don't have one because
0: I didn't do my job. I'm looking we, for it now on it out, the Facebook We put it out group. to the Facebook group. If anybody puts something out, let's continue on while we search. Yeah. One of my favorite draft moments of all time. It should be all of one of your favorite moments of all time. My man, Laramie Tunsil, just <sighs> doing all the extra things, hooking up a bong to a gas mask. This is hey. Drunk History.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Drunk History. Um, high history. Am I right? I don't, I don't get it. Um, so if you guys, unless you were under a rock or hate the internet, uh, six years ago, I will never forget. This is 20, I think it was 2016 draft. Um, and roughly 23 minutes before the draft started, Larry Tunsell, a picture came up like, and it wasn't like circulating on social media alone. It was on your television screen, on ESPN, I was like, "Okay, so we found there's a picture that's surfacing of Larry Tunson Like, uh oh, is he drunk? Is he like doing like the you know douchebag like middle fingers like wearing the No Fear t-shirt in 1998? No, all of those things would have been better. He was wearing a full-on gas mask. There were several pictures taken. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea. Wasn't there a video too? I don't. I didn't see the video. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> he. Was, i guess smoking weed um which i've never tried but i've heard uh it it makes you love enrique iglesias and so i've been scared to do it i'm not gonna i don't want to go down that slippery slope so i don't need drugs to love enrique
0: jesus is my drug i don't even know what marijuanas are are they okay let's not do this right now okay
1: um <laughs> so so there's a picture of him like smoking weed. Like, I think, you know, a majority of people have probably done that at some point in their life. That's not bothersome. Um, Hook him the up the he was, to the gas mask. That was an aggressive way to do it. I just, I don't think like, I just, and so he was the number one tackle in the country coming out of high school. He was going to be the number one tackle in the country coming out of college. Um, you're not like a low profile guy. You're a massive offensive lineman. And I just feel like, it, so it, what ended up happening, this is why it's a perfect drunk history moment because his stock fell, but it didn't like that much. Right. It, it, it really reshaped like a lot of stuff that happened in the NFL. Cause he ended up going to Miami and then Miami traded him last year for like all of those first round picks and yeah. all of this is, there's so many things that like, you know, like stem from this. Um, and, and like, if you haven't seen the picture, I mean, my God, go look at it now. Cause, cause I don't even know how to, how to say this, but like, there's a Confederate flag directly behind him, and it's the least noticeable thing of the entire fucking picture. Like it's like it is, it is such a bizarre thing. And so, what makes the story so great, or not so great, but um, so interesting, is hold uh, on, oh, we're gonna pull this up here. Is what actually happened behind the scenes stuff? Because why would why would this picture leak this close to the draft and possibly ruin this kid's future? Um, so he said <laughs> he will never come to naming the person who hacked him three minutes and 27 seconds of the football player navigating a personal hell in real time. Um, he was not able to control the moment. He he had a publicist that he hired, um, which was superstar. Good luck Jim with Sam. that, by the way, Dude, he still had to answer questions after the draft? <laughs> I yeah. like,
0: it's like, that's not a job that I would want. Like, Hey, something's come up. We need you to defend and deflect here.
1: Hey, I would be okay. so good at
0: that. Not only did you accept the job, then you're like, look, just let's just put him in front of a microphone and he can explain himself.
1: <laughs> How much time do I have to teach him? Uh, he's got like three minutes, but he's gotta be up there. All right, we're gonna wing it. Um so just just yeah, for, say that old miss paid you and just divert. <laughs> they so they did, and, and it was like because he, he brought that up in his his press conference, yeah. right? Yeah. So what, what ends up happening is like and listen, anybody that knows me knows that I have daddy issues and he's done some fucked up things in my life. Not this badly, I don't think. Um, Like, kind of actually. Not this too is stepdad, better, but like, dad, right? No, this is my dad, dad. Oh, his no, stepdad, no. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Tyler, it was my actual father. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, it comes out, again, just so close to the start. I mean, like, the start of the draft, right? And... What ends up we end up finding out is that it was leaked by his stepdad because he was frustrated that he was not being involved in any of the financial decisions moving forward because he was always about to get like a real payday. the The money he was he admitted or they they found out he was being paid at Ole Miss shockingly low eight hundred dollars a month and and like what, um, anyway. So someone hacked his social media accounts. And it was intentional and specific. The bong video was shot two years prior at a campus frat house surfaced right before first on began. began. Um, and it was an attempt to sabotage him. And so he lost an estimated 10 to $12 million Ugh. because of the way this, the salaries are set up from like from each traffic. Uh, so that honestly, I didn't think about that. That, that is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> thought he just like kind of got away with it. It didn't affect him at all. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, also, yeah. bro, you're, a, you're a stepdad. Okay. So like, Stay in your lane. Um, that's yeah. That so that's the that's the story. And if you if you don't remember, like it, it is one of those moments in the SEC where I feel like it's, it could only happen in the SEC because it's such a bizarre, weird twist. And then you have all this extra family drama where there's like backstabbing going on, and um, and he knew who it was. But yeah, I mean, I just honestly, better man than me because I, I would not have handled that that press conference well.
0: I wonder what happened with the uh, relationship between the mom and the
1: stepdad. I bet he beat the shit out of that dude. I like, Oh yeah. or I, At least had someone do it for him. No, I bet he did it. Yeah. Like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he probably probably did it. And then, um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I don't know how that could have worked out because like, I don't think it was like a, it wasn't like a boyfriend. It was like a, an actual relationship. So anyway, there you go. Um, somebody said, this is the best quote of the whole thing right now. It's like, we're teaching sex education to teenagers by only preaching abstinence. An associate AD for a rival SC program said that's not gonna work majority of the time. We're telling them don't do this. And then when they do it a little bit or just once, all we can do is punish them or punish ourselves the program. Now he's not wrong. Abstinence is not the best way to tell you know horny teenagers to not do stuff. Um, but I will say that like if you're comparing that slope of like going from abstinence to having sex. To smoking weed for the first time and doing it with a full-on fucking gas mask over your (laughs) face—that is like, I mean, I—I don't think anyone lost their virginity by whips and chains. That's all I'm gonna say. It's just weird stuff. Yeah. Probably talk too far.
0: So yeah, so that's our drunk history moment. Uh, That was an incredible draft memory, Um, one that I'll always, always remember. Um, Let's see. I'm looking in the group for the uncensored moment of the week. Nothing to do with any sports, that's for
1: sure. There's a bunch of. Florida All right, well, you're gonna there. have to do two of them next week. Um,
0: I did watch yeah. a. This is kind of funny. Um, I don't know if it's an uncensored moment of the week, but I, I watched a uh, a TikTok. Get the old TikTok there. Mm-hmm. And it was a a Mormon couple describing how um, students at BYU get around the rule of not being able to have sex with each other. Yeah, this is a lot. One of them is called um soaking i'm not going to explain it but you can no, look you it up. are okay okay so no. basically you just um
1: wait are we we're not going to openly talk about mormon sex on the fucking podcast right now Tyler. what are we talking okay. about and the other thing, thing is patreons this, it, was,
0: it was it was so close to vegas that the students would go down to vegas get married have sex all weekend and then get it an old on monday so they could get around the rules
1: right so i had a friend of mine he's actually my, my best friend's boss He's he did something similar. Like I feel like you, there's times like when you're like young, you you really go the furthest lengths possible to like not fuck something up. You make it way worse. I remember hearing the story about a buddy of mine. He went to Auburn, and he he owed like he, I think he owed his bookie like five grand or something like that. Like something happened. to owed five grand. And if if I owed five grand to anyone besides student loans, I I don't know what I would do. Like I, w- I would freak out. And he's in college. It's like, like yeah, five grand in college is like a oh, lot of money. Yeah. So his his idea and what he ended up doing and did it successfully was he flew to the Caribbean and bought a shit ton of Cuban cigars and then sold them. <laughs> Which, it, like, again, I mean, so if like, you're in college, that's like the first owe, thing you think of. Like, I I, I hope there were other ideas but I don't know if there were. And the, he's like the most charismatic guy and he's, he's an incredible business businessman. And like, I guarantee you, like like he said stuff to me before, like, like I remember like when I was at Houston, he's like, dude, what if we just hired Marler to be like a janitor, like hung out at the office. And I was like, I would do that in a heartbeat, Kyle. That sounds awesome. And I was like, I, I walked away and I was like, I just let myself get talked into being a janitor. Like, I, like he's, he's a very, um, I don't know, convincing person. So I feel like I would have been along for the ride on this, but like, it's also weird that you have to know a cigar, like you got a cigar guy. Like, how do you know that many people that are smoking cigars? I would never even come close to thinking about an idea like that. Well, you're not a better person. Though. You're be a jerk. All right. This is the moment of the week. We'll get out of here on this. My birthday's on Wednesday. My grandpa died last Thursday. I found out because my dad's mistress DM'd me on Instagram. So if you can top that... <laughs> If you can top finding out some very serious news from your family in a weirder way than that, I want you to send us an email, and there there will be a big prize on the line for that. That's ridiculous. It was not great. I didn't know. Like I was, I was like I. Thanks, Pam. Uh, good to hear from you. I just like I you you know that what like oh my god hey, so. Chris. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, we weren't close, but um, sure. Absolutely. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, that was that's how it keeps up birthday week. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's incredible.
0: All right. Well, hey, just as a reminder, go to Twitter at CFP underscore uncensored. We're growing the Twitter following by the day. We already listed the celebrities that are just piling up trying to follow us yeah um maybe some of them will be a, a guest on the pod sooner rather than later um go to that um, mistress
1: should we get that mistress going
0: maybe we get her side of the story <laughs>
1: <laughs> offseason content let's do this <laughs> uh all right to- paula listen give me your top four <laughs> playoff teams and also why you're the worst person go
0: ahead <laughs> and also uh what was your first interaction like with my dad no. uh <laughs> <laughs> um go to Apple Podcasts, five star reviews, please subscribe anywhere yeah, any you can find your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcast, please go subscribe. And for Chris Mahler, I'm Tyler Huck. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week.